in this short gospel, two major questions come up. One, why did his native town of Nazareth reject him the way they did? But maybe more, the discussion of Jesus' brothers and sisters. Because there is a, a difference in understanding among Christians. Those, that, those churches that are Bible-based, believe in biblical inerrancy, hold very strongly that this reference to Jesus' brothers and sisters is real, is actual. We, in the Catholic circles, believe that not only was Jesus born of the Virgin, and that, of course, is creedal. Catholics, Protestants all believe in that statement of faith, born of the Virgin Mary. We talk about Mary ever Virgin. And recognizing, of course, that Mary is the model of virginity and maternity, but that the explanation for the mention in the Bible of Jesus' brothers and sisters come down to three different possibilities. One is that it is actually true that Jesus is the oldest of a number of children of Mary and Joseph. If the virgin birth is true, and we believe that it is, he would certainly have been Mary's first child. And so those who uh, believe in the literal translation of the Bible would hold to that. Some believe that the Adelphoi, Adelphi, that refers to brothers, sisters, can also refer to cousins in Jesus' time, which is certainly possible, although I will say in some of the research that I did in the seminary, uh, brothers could be translated as cousins, not so sisters. But probably would explain it, and I have to admit as a Catholic Christian, and we're not obliged to believe in Mary ever virgin. The, the pillar of the faith is the virgin birth, but I believe in Mary ever virgin, and I think most Catholics do. And at the heart of that, I think, is an expectation that Joseph, being quite a bit older than Mary, would have had children of his own. So these would be older brothers and sisters of Jesus already born to Joseph from a previous marriage that his wife had passed. Now, when we look at those issues in conjunction with one another, we can probably understand the great resistance that arises in Nazareth. Some of the Jesus uh, movie reenactments actually focus on his brothers and sisters and, and the couple of occasions where they're mentioned and interacting, they're quite negative. They're embarrassed by Jesus. Even though he is at a point right now in his ministry, ministry he's been to Capernaum, he's worked marvelous miracles there. He's renowned all over that region of Galilee. But where did he get all this? Is he not the carpenter? the son of Mary, are not his brothers and sisters here with us? 
And I think it perhaps speaks to a, an innate prejudice in all of us, not against Jesus necessarily, but in terms of making judgments on a small body of work, which is usually what we have to show from our growing up, that we sometimes refuse to recognize the seriousness of the spirituality of the people that we encounter who maybe didn't shine a particular light in their younger years. Now, with Jesus, we have to believe, though he would have led a fairly quiet life in Nazareth and would have served the people there well as a carpenter, that he would have not necessarily been flamboyant. He wouldn't have been causing a big stir about himself. To the extent that he might have worked any miracles at all, probably would have been very small, very quiet. But now that his ministry is open, now he is open for criticism. And of course, in this particular case, they don't understand how can he have this power? How can he work these miracles? How can he have the kind of wisdom to offer the teachings that he does? And Jesus makes the statement, a prophet is not without honor, except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. That's pretty on the mark, isn't it? His native place, his own kin, his own house. No faith there. And so it says he was not able to perform any mighty deed there apart from curing a few sick people by laying on his hands. He was amazed at their lack of faith. And of course, that lack of faith was what encumbered his healing, the ministry that he had, because we recognize, of course, Jesus understood the power of the Holy Spirit within him and what he was capable of doing, but the people were expected to have faith. It may not have been perfect faith. They may have been hoping that this was the case, but they were putting their trust in Jesus. They were able to find that level of belief that allowed him to complete the miracles that he did. The church speaks about Mary, ever virgin, being creedal. It's in the creed. It's shared by all Christians, Protestant, Catholic. But we do have uh, somewhat of a difference, as I've mentioned before, as Catholics in terms of our estimation, our regard for Mary. We don't necessarily say the virginity is above uh, uh, maternity, but we do say that this woman who modeled both would have, I think, in the tradition of our church, been understood to have been perpetually a virgin. It's, uh, it, it's really for all of us just a, a capacity to be able to discuss the issue, particularly with the Bible-based faiths that hold literally to the inerrancy of the Bible, that we can understand from our tradition that we could have a different uh, uh, belief in, in who Mary was and what it is that she represented. Just like to make one quick aside, as long as we're revelatory in this, that, uh, that second reading where Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh. Most people, scripture scholars that is, 
believed that the thorn that he speaks of was epilepsy. We know, of course, that Paul was stoned a number of times in his public ministry, undoubtedly severely concussed at different times, and that it probably did bring on epileptic seizures. And, and we don't understand fully all that there is to understand, but back then, much less. And I'm sure it was a source of great embarrassment for somebody who took great pride in his ability to speak to people and to, to present a point of view if he were to slip into epileptic seizures from time to time. But in any case, it, it was something he prayed about, and the Lord did not take that away from him. But again, I think that's where most of the Scripture scholars feel that the, the discussion that Paul's having about himself refers to. So here we are just early in ordinary time, a lot of things to, to learn about, to discuss, to pray over, and uh, happy to offer in my own strong faith in what the Catholic Church teaches, encouragement to you.